Life's moving faster since you've gone Have you weathered the storm Just like you did before How's the new journey that you're on Well I know you have some mountains left to climb Some rivers to run before they dry I hope the wind is at your back And time is on your side I hope the light on your map Takes you to where you want in life You might miss the trail When you finally arrive So I hope that you enjoy the ride You remember when we would breathe it all in Never let a day pass us by We never lived in the past Do you still live like that? Still see the world with open eyes And I hope that this reminds you when you're lost Keep leading with your heart and you can't turn wrong I hope the wind is at your back and time is on your side I hope the line on your map takes you to where you want in life You might miss the trail when you finally arrive So I hope that you enjoy the ride I hope that you enjoy the ride Hey everybody, welcome in to episode number 103 of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, bringing you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. I'm your only host for today. Our regular co-host, Mike Hart, was unable to join us for this one in particular, but my name is Garrett McKee, and like I said, I will be your host today. Well, I'm always here, but I'll be your only host today. We got a great episode coming up for you with a fellow Albertan and Canadian, so... Prepare yourselves for some Canadian and Albertan content here on the podcast today. Uh, Our guest on the show is Ryan Lindsay. Ryan released an EP in 2020 titled The Ride, and that was the title track that you just heard from that project. And uh, I really enjoyed having a conversation with Ryan on the show. He's a Really interesting guy with some great perspectives on not only the music industry, but just life in general. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy the opportunity to start to kind of understand the Canadian scene maybe a little bit. And I think Ryan's music is a great example of 
country radio friendly music done correctly. As always, we are brought to you today by Workman's Relief CBD. Go to workmansrelief.com. Use the promo code HACCBD for 15% off your entire order. I have left the link in the description to this podcast, and you can hit that link, fill up your cart, and use our promo code HACCBD for 15% off your entire order. Shameless plug as well for our Patreon page. For as little as $1 a month, but you can pledge whatever you would like, anything over $1 per month, that's all it takes. You can have access to bonus podcasts, exclusive content, early video drops, opportunities to ask questions to our guests, and we have just launched a new show there that will be on Patreon only, twice a week, everybody. So if you want to check that out, and it will feature all of us here at, uh, we're part of the gang over here at Hippies and Cowboys, so yeah, that's the deal. New show, Patreon only, go check that out. Uh, Again, I will post the link in the description to the podcast, and everything else, merch, other forms of content, everything else can be found at thehippiesandcowboys.com. So thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate you, and enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome into another episode of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. And this one, hanging out with Ryan Lindsay. Just me this time. Mike's not here. We weren't going to loop him in virtually because he's probably, I don't know what he's doing right now. But we're here in person, so I figured it was just easier if, if we just knock this thing, out, this thing out ourselves, you know? Good to be here, man. Thanks for it's, coming, uh, dude. In Spruce Grove at the in the Alberta headquarters. <laughs> yeah, at the Alberta headquarters. I like that. I think we'll go with that. Yeah. Is that the official name? Yeah, for, well, it is now. For your garage. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You didn't have to fucking give expose it me. This was audio only. <laughs> <laughs> expose me and let everybody know we're in my dingy-ass garage right now. <laughs> I love it, man. It's a, it's a small world. Like, I used to... It was crazy when you dropped me the pin, but like I, I used to live just down the road. Well, yeah, you were saying year. that 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 night that we had a couple of drinks over at the bar there. Like yeah. you were saying, you were just on the other side of yeah this street out here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's wild. So, it is a small world. Well, and I, I, that guy that we were hanging with that night, Willie, he lives on the other side of the beer hunter. Like he's right. like right there. And I just same thing. Just met him off of social media just randomly he's like yeah i live in spruce grove i was like no the fuck you don't like come on <laughs> turns out he lives yeah fucking a block that's great and me. he does podcasts yeah as well yeah he does shout out to willie b unreal country podcast go check that out <laughs> i love yeah. that name unreal yeah. country. unreal country yeah <laughs> he hasn't released netflix for a while he's a working man these days but oh is he okay yeah. cool but. it's cool you know like i think um uh, th- there's the music community is really tight and and uh it's it's amazing how many people are kind of in the industry i i meet people all the time that are just right outside the back door yeah not only that just like <clears throat> it's cool when you can meet and for me like it's cool when i meet somebody from back home here that like kind of cares about it and has similar opinions on 
music yeah. and country music, which I mean, we'll get lots into that. Yeah, I'm totally, sure during man. this I'm episode, excited to get into that stuff. Like, it's cool when you meet somebody who kind of thinks the same as you do um, up here, because certainly less, certainly less up here than obviously down in the states. Like, even most yeah. of the people listening to this podcast right now are going to be in the states, right? Yeah. But, so it's cool when I meet somebody like you or Willie or whoever at home. Cause I can kind of, it's like, Oh cool. Like instant friends, you know? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think, yeah, it, it is like one thing about the music industry here is that it is so spread out. Like Canada is so huge and yeah. it's so culturally yeah. diverse. And so the, the music scene is just so scattered. We it's don't reg- have, and it's regional. Like, yeah, it's, it's regional. There's no hub. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's cool to, it's cool that we have this little kind of pocket here in the Edmonton area in Alberta of people kind of interested in, in country music. And it seems like there's a lot in the South, like Lethbridge kind of, you know, down there, even Calgary, Calgary and Lethbridge. You could even include both of them. Well, I lived down in Lethbridge for a little while Mm -hmm. and I made a lot of good friends down there. Um, yeah, my friends shout out to Shayla Miller and Skinny mm-hmm. Dick. Skinny plays in my band a little yeah. bit. He's, he plays steel guitar and he's oh, got yeah. his own solo project. He released a well. record last year, didn't he? Twenty yeah, twenty. Put out yeah, a put sure out did. a solo record, and he's doing. He's actually recording everything to tape right now. He's getting mm-hmm. into kind of producing stuff straight to tape, and it's pretty cool. Just totally stripped down. Fuck I yeah. Mean, when you record to tape, it is what it is. Yeah. You can't do nothing to it. So that's cool. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, shit, I don't know. We started, I guess a good place to start, um, start the podcast off. Like, like I said, everybody down listening to this show right now, most of them are going to be in the United States and they probably never heard of you, save for the fact that you were on Grady Smith's channel, which was cool as fuck. And that's kind of how you and I got introduced was through Grady. Yeah. Well, and it was, it it was hilarious actually. Grew up just down the road from each other pretty well, just down the highway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, I was chatting with Grady over the phone and, yeah. um, you know, oh yeah, you know, you got to meet my good buddy. Like he's up from, he's up from Canada. He said, you know, yeah, yeah. I can, I can hear how he said that. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out like, oh Canada. no, I used to live in the same city. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, that was wild. And like when he said he was doing that, I was like, wait, you're, you're getting a Canadian country artist from Alberta to come on your channel to talk about Canadian country music. It was who, fun. Who is it? <laughs> it was fun. Like, and I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Like one thing that I really appreciated about doing that with Grady was that, um, you know, we, we, we kind of highlighted the Canadian scene and talked about regional yeah. music in Canada. And I think particularly in country music in Canada, there's a bit of a, uh, loss of identity here when it comes to, to like, our own sound, our own yeah. cultural influences. I mean, obviously, we are so tied with the scene in Nashville, um, a little bit tied with the scene in Texas as well. Yeah. And and we have influences from that, but we also have our own scene here in the prairies. We've got, mm-hmm. you know, look at Corb Lund and look yeah. at Ian Tyson. If you go back further, the cowboy country scene here in Alberta, That's that's been a huge influence of mine. And so, yeah, we just kind of talked about... Um, the 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 regional scene going on here in canada and it is something to be proud of we have some cool stuff going on you guys laid it well i mean you obviously laid it out really well in that video like when i was watching that i was like okay like this even this even as somebody from canada helped me make a little more sense of it to be honest you know what i mean like it's like have i ever even i've never even been out east 
like out to Ontario or further out to where like a guy like Scott McKay's from, like out in, where's he from now? PEI, I think, or Newfoundland. I think he's from PEI. Anyway, like they're exactly like you said, like they have such a different set of influences and it's a so whole different, different it's scene so, out there yep it's so it's very celtic yeah um it's man cool. <laughs> i well like what so i used to be a wilderness guide and we did backcountry trips and that kind of thing and and um it it seemed that a lot of guides tended to like um east coast country music or east coast canadian music yeah. because of its um kind of the themes for voyaging and doing trips and that kind of thing like that kind of runs deep in 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 the lyrics of east yeah. coast music and um one guy that really influenced me was stan rogers like just a storyteller okay. um you got to check him out i don't All know right. if you're a big stan I, rogers fan i will or, check it out not, though but, i'll take your word for it oh yeah man i'm in northwest passage it's uh <clears throat> that's a canadian classic that All man's right. he, he's incredible but but he's a guy that just really you know, dug into Canadian history, um, Canadian voyaging, you know, early exploration of the West, and then just kind of like infused that into his music. So I'm super into that shit. Like I even love, you know, like you, two, you mentioned already Corb and Ian Tyson. Yeah. Corb is excellent at telling a historical story in a song. He's, yeah, and he's great at and that. And he's also hilarious, too. Yeah, and he's, and he's funny you know, as he's, fuck. Yeah, he's got fun songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good balance, right? <clears throat> yeah, for sure. It, and uh, and I really, I, for me, I, I approach my career similarly. Like, you know, I, I am serious about my music, but I don't hold it so tightly that we got to have fun with it. And we yeah. got to be able to kick loose and have fun at a show and... Um, so we always have that in mind when I'm writing my songs and, and preparing for, for, for that show. Mm. Um, so are you thinking about the audience when you, when you write a song? Like, are you thinking about who is going to resonate with this specifically? Yeah, I, I think so. Like, um, but just the it's way also, we're talking about like how regional it is yeah. and like how this Canadian scene is so different. Like I, 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 I do. Yes. I, I think about it all the time. And I also think it like, it's a bit of a danger too. Um, and that's the, the line to walk as an artist is like that line between writing for your audience and writing for yourself Yeah, and not because you don't want to write purely for your audience because then you're just pandering to people. Yeah. You know? you, it has to come from a real place too. It has to come from something that resonates with you. And that's this kind of push-pull relationship as an artist because yeah. you want to be heard and you want people to listen to your music. But and you, Yeah, you want to have something that somebody's going to resonate. You, know, you want to have something that's going to appeal to a large group of people because that's the fucking business side of it. Yeah. I mean, you got to or it's not going to... You're not going to sell a record. But... Yeah. Or you're not, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to sell tickets, but it's like, like you say, yeah, it's a, it's gotta be a tough balance because at the same time you're trying to just be, let yourself be vulnerable and lay out your own feelings and thoughts and emotions and stories that, yeah. and you're like, is anybody gonna, is, is totally. anybody gonna and, feel this And not? to be honest, like, uh, I'm good, man, but, Do you uh, mind if I no, 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 you're, it's all good. Lighting up, Garrett's lighting up a dart right now. <laughs> that was the most Canadian sentence that we will fucking try to say on the spot. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, in case you guys don't know what lighting up a dart yeah, is. Yeah, they don't know what a dart is. Yeah. I think I said that when I was down in Kentucky a little while ago, and it was like <laughs> nobody, everybody, nobody, nobody even really looked at me. It was just like, can I have a dart? What do they say down there? Smoking cigs? Or Smoke, yeah, I don't smoking know cigs. Do they say cigs? cigs? I don't know if they say cigs. <laughs> Ciggy. We've got a lot of slang up Smokes, here. Smokes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, darts is definitely... Sorry, I interrupted you, though. No, it's yeah. all good. Um, but yeah, that is... Honestly, man, I, I think that um, when, when I look around at, at other artists in the scene up here, I see a lot of people that are just scared to do anything too vulnerable and do anything that's too authentic because it might risk their career like it it is you know it's hard when when you're when you tie up your living in it your livelihood in it yeah it it becomes really challenging to to balance that yeah so but you have to have enough of this kind of like stick it to the man attitude like i'm gonna do my own thing and and stick to your guns and really believe in who you are and i think a lot of that comes from just really being rooted in in who you are and and um to me, that's what makes country music so strong, is that it is rooted in culture and place and um, storytelling. Storytelling, yeah, exactly. So, and I think, I mean, you and I have had several, several conversations. Um, seems like we talk about it every time you and I talk, but it's like that's what I. That's sometimes what I think lacks up here is like there's not enough storytelling. Everybody's everybody gets caught up and then or not caught up, but they get, it's like you said, they realize that their career's on the line, whether or not they're going to get radio play and sell out a fest, you know, sell tickets at a festival or something like that. Because, and I think I've, I've thought about it a lot. And I think part of it is the lack of venues and how spread apart we are like geographically. It's tough to, to tour and, and sell tickets on a large scale up here, you know? Yep. It's a lot of travel in between, you know, from place to place. Yeah, no kidding. And I mean, um, the the scene is very, like radio has a huge influence on the scene up here, particularly the commercial country scene. And they're very tied up with the festivals. And yeah. so, I mean, a person has to play that game a little bit yeah. if, that's your, if that's your goal. And you, you gotta know? try to, like, I don't know where I was going to go there. Um, it seems like it seems like the ones who are kind of doing the storytelling and writing the personal songs and not writing any of this, any of the formulaic bullshit. It seems like those ones are able to cross over and find, maybe they might not be massive up here, still be re- decently big up here because we do like to support our own, you know, look yep. at Cor- look at Corblund. But Cora Blunt can still go down to Texas and shit and sell tickets down there. Yeah, I think he's figured out a way to kind of make his way into that that market and build relationships down there. Yeah. Um, you know, good yeah, art, Texas I mean, is good a scene of sells. its own. Good, I mean, art, I, good art sells no matter where you are. That's so true. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, you know... That's that's the key. Is the, well, and that's is the power. The that's the power of social media right now. I, that's why I think it's incredible. Like in a lot of ways, there's never been a better time to to be the little man in the business yeah. because you have a voice now. You have tools yeah. to to help you out. You know that you wouldn't have had twenty years ago. <laughs> you know, 
Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the fact that we're sitting here yeah. doing a podcast yeah. and you got a little one. tiny interface like that, it's yeah. incredible, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, the, the tools that we have at, at our disposal are, are um, amazing. But because of that, it is really saturated. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you go on Instagram and it's completely, your feed is just, you know, a lot of days it's it's a lot of garbage especially now the instagram reels fuck me man that and tiktok like uh, i understand that they are very powerful tools but my god i yeah uh, i mean it's it's playing into this kind of like short attention span yeah this completely (laughs) short attention span and and yeah I mean, yeah, I and I've played that game a little bit. I've got a little bit of a TikTok following. Well, that's I, I, I mean, it, that's fine because it's a tool. If it you, is, you know, you, you got to use it as an artist. I mean, if you're not, yep. if you're not using it, I mean, you're just missing out on yeah. that opportunity. But the 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 thing is, and and I um I talk about this with my band all the time. We, we actually we had a big conversation about this today at our rehearsal. Like just the balance that um musicians have nowadays. It seems like it's so heavily focused on marketing and so heavily focused on social media that that the art gets almost lost a little bit and the time put into that gets lost because you feel like you need to yeah yeah, you can't take a break from it like and and for me sometimes i do need to take a little bit of a breath so i mean that's again another really uh just another balance it's another balance thing Yeah. yeah you know and you have to you have to be aware of it so, cause it can be easy to, man, go on, you go on TikTok to like think about what kind of content you want to post. And pretty soon a half an hour just zoomed by and you literally did nothing. <laughs> did nothing. You did but nothing. watch other people's TikToks and think I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But yeah, um, part of the, like talking about short attention spans, that plays into what like that's the root of some of the shit that isn't that good or it's not even I would I would say it's not even art that you hear on the radio the formulaic stuff because they plays I mean that's the whole idea it's like somebody's flipping through radio stations oh that's catchy I'll put that on does it mean anything no <laughs> yeah it it's tricky man like I I it is certainly a big struggle that i have personally when i listen to a lot of commercial country uh, music right now and 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 the problem with it it's not necessary it's it's that it is based around pandering to an audience that's that's the problem when when i do have an issue with some of the commercial stuff it normally comes from that place it's Mm -hmm. like you wrote that to pander to somebody it's not coming from a real place yeah and i just feel i i've been frustrated recently because i i heard a few songs come out on the radio recently in canada that are just kind of like just more of that kind of bs country music that's written from from that standpoint and we just went through a freaking pandemic yeah and i think i think we went through a shape-shifting year and should should have grown from that experience and isn't it time for something a little bit different something a little bit new nobody had time you're telling me to sit back and reflect a little bit and try to write something a little more personal (laughs) you know yeah well Um, and i think honestly i I, part of it was that summer was coming and i think people wanted to put out a lot of summer music and that kind of thing so i mean maybe maybe it was just something 
maybe we're still kind of working through it a little bit, but dude, I was just talking about that this morning with, uh, two of our, two, two of our guys who help us out, Rambler and Jay, we were just talking about this stuff. Shout out. Now this is a fucking shameless plug right now to our new show on Patreon that will only be available on Patreon. Go sign up and you can listen to us talk about this exact topic. Um, Flatland Cavalry. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yeah, I am. They're great. And they fucking go fire. As Cleto said when we had them on the podcast, fire up the grill, roll the windows down, like get together with your friends, put this record on type thing. It's a fucking feel good. It's a, it's a fucking beautiful record and it's great for summertime. And I think... I think it's tough to accomplish that, that like vibe a lot of the time. I think it's difficult to accomplish that without being pandering sometimes right, because, right. and it's just because of the oversaturation of the pandering shit that comes out during the summer, because that's the goal. I mean, how many times if you would have turned on Sirius XM, the highway last summer, how many fucking times an hour would you have heard that one margarita song by Luke Bryan? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean, that's a bullshit ass song. <laughs> It's fucking garbage. Yeah, that song is for that song is for after midnight. That Fuck. song is for after midnight, so the bar can sell more drinks. When you're too <laughs> drunk to even know what's going on, just like oh, one margarita, yeah. Fuck yeah, that's good stuff. No, yeah. <laughs> serious. Like I said, I think it's tough to like catch that vibe and make <laughs> and write a good, meaningful song and still be still have it be art. You know, <laughs> I I, I uh, say. I, I like some of Luke Bryan's early stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like some of his early. It's not. Music. It's some of the I early stuff's right. palatable. I Absolutely. think. Yeah. It's. It, it's certainly like. I mean. Yeah. But I think it's a perfect example of like you know um, just over time um, his music became a little more formulaic. Yeah. And that's just. That's you just know, making money. You I know, guess so. You dude's know, making money. I mean, he's a good entertainer, and and you know if they can get songs on the radio on a regular basis, then they can continue to sell shows, and yep. and that system continues to to feed itself. Keeps rolling. I mean, yeah. that's just that's the way. That's the business, man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. To start, we we got into all, we got into all this way earlier than I thought we would. <laughs> I thought oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to start you, off. We yeah, got on the gritty thing. Off on, a, on, a, on a real nice note, not get into the heavy stuff. And Fuck. yeah, no, we're yeah. We did. Oh, God damn it! Now I just sound like an asshole. People from people from Alberta, you're gonna put this on your social media. People from Alberta are gonna listen to this podcast and they're gonna be like, "This guy's a dick. He lives in Alberta." Fuck. Well, it's no, it's in, no, it's, no, it's cool, man. Like I, oh. I people generally aren't really interested in asking questions about the business and i don't mind talking yeah. about it like it's it's uh it is tied up in in our art that's just yeah. the way it is it's so i mean i've said this to you before down in the states there is still touring structure and there's publications and there's a fucking full-on raving wild audience for I'm just going to call it real art and like good songwriting, like real. I mean, what this podcast is all about, what we want to call real country music. And that there's little to no support for that type of thing up here. It seems like it seems like anyway, from the outside looking in, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Um, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I've said that to you before. And uh, that's yeah, a tough, yeah, it's, so, it's so it's, it's interesting though, because I mean, it might it's, everybody's got their own definition right. of what real art is. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's hard to say like I'm not going to be 
I'm not I'm not the guy to to go around saying, look, yeah, yeah, this the, is real country and that's not that's, real country. And that's gatekeeping. And I've tried so hard, like I think when we started this podcast, I was like that. I was like, oh, that's real. No, that's bullshit. Oh, sure. that's good. That's bullshit. And that's, I realize that that's just being an asshole. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just being a dick, you know? And right. it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help. If I were to say that to somebody who is a fan of that type of music that's on the radio and they listen to the highway and all that shit. If I were to just, they're just going to think I'm an asshole. If I want to change their mind and like open their mind up to like something different, I have to talk less about the stuff that I don't like and more about the stuff that I like and just be like, look over here, look at this, you know? You know, and that's the way I, I have approached my career. Like I'm not, I'm not going to go out, um, trying to fight the business and trying to change the business. I mean, I'm one guy, but what I can do is I can approach my career the way I want to approach my career. You know, I can walk that line a little bit and, and kind of like, you know, Hey, I'm pursuing commercial country music, but I'm still, um, I'm still kind of playing around with rootsy sounds in the studio. We just Mm -hmm. put out a, an album that was kind of a little more stripped down. This is what I wanted to start with. You see, oh, I was, was going to okay. get into the Grady stuff. This so, just it totally went backwards, but it's fine. Go. It's good. I'm glad we got into all this because <laughs> this is a good, we should lay it out there for everybody because sure. like I said, Americans aren't going to understand who you are or why. I mean, they heard the first song that we, that we like I said, we, I said in the intro, we played the ride right? Yeah. title track from the EP that you put out, which you won multiple awards up here. Yeah, man, that that, that record's been really, uh, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, um, just cracking another beer here, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, don't mind us, that was loud as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, won multiple awards up here in Alberta for, which, again, congratulations, um, and you had, so you got that one came out in 2020, 2019 you had Wild, the EP, come out? Yeah. Yeah, and, that uh, was kind of my debut album. Right. Yeah. yeah. Doing s- doing them in six kind of six track chunks. Yeah. Um, that's kind of been the the plan. But the ride was album of the year, was it not? Here in Alberta. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty fucking cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, so I wanted to lay that out there for everybody so they know what to look for when they check you out. Obviously, they're gonna Google your name on Spotify. That'll be easy enough. But in my like. I thought it was cool because, like I said, before we met, I hadn't listened to your music. I knew about it, but I hadn't listened to it because I didn't want to have any preconceived notions about who you were going into, like, us just getting together and having a drink and, like, meeting for the first time. And I went back literally the next day and listened to the ride, and I was like, damn. Okay, so this this guy isn't fucking around. Like, here we go. This is This is good stuff. Thanks, man. That means a lot. And it's like, and I love the fact that you were using, like, we had this conversation too, like, it's bluegrass, it's not bluegrass, but it's got, it's bluegrass, like, instrumentation, like, behind what you're doing. And it's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a few, you know, some of the tracks we kind of followed, uh, maybe the bluegrass rules, you know, so no electric instruments, that kind of thing. And, and that, that was the goal to, to cut, uh 
a, a body of work that was just stripped down and kind of matched maybe the way I was feeling during the pandemic. Yeah. And we had been, um, before that I had been prepping to go into the studio and cut another full project that was, it was basically another commercial country album. Mm hmm. And, yeah, because uh, the first one was a little more commercial country. A few songs on it, I thought would they were they fit they fit well with the ride. They just were plugged in, so they didn't fit like exactly. sonically. But they sounded, you know, I could see the 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 connection there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we we were gonna go full steam ahead with that, and then everything everything went down last spring, and then I started writing some different songs, and and I just wasn't. You know, it didn't seem like the time. So we kind of, mm -hmm. instead of like trying to shove something out that wasn't going to resonate with me and wasn't going to yeah. resonate with my audience or anybody, mm -hmm. it's like, let's let's put this on the shelf for a little while and do something different. So yeah, it was cool to, to get in the studio and do that. And um, I just put it out, you know, just put it out. We turned it around really quick. We cut it and basically within a month, Damn. We were marketing it and, and uh, getting it out to the world. So um, pretty cool that, that it was received in the way that it was here. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in a, in a world, like we said, I mean, like we've been talking about the whole time, it's tough to, you know, I wouldn't say that a lot of those things, a lot of the songs are, they are commercially viable. And that's why it was obviously successful because people did love it and it did get radio play and all that. But it's, it was, it, it was, dude, it was a breath of fresh air to hear something like that from somebody such as yourself who does have to, you know, rub elbows with the people in the industry up here. And like, you know, you have, I mean, you're, you got to get on the radio up here. So it's like, it's cool that it was received well from that audience, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, when it was we pretty had, different from what you're going to hear sonically man, from everything else. On well, the radio and to, up here. to be honest, like that, that, <laughs> this body with the ride when we put it out um i i wasn't going to radio with it like this yeah. was something that we were putting out because this is something that i wanted to do mm -hmm. and then we we had radio stations reaching out to us going hey we want to we want to play this and then we ended up doing a release so i mean pretty cool and and i was just totally honored for that support and and i think in a lot of ways um doing something like that without any um, expectations for what it was going to do for me and my music and, and my career yeah. um, taught me a lot as an artist. So, yeah. I mean, you realize you could do things a little more independently and do what you want. For sure. And for sure. Yeah. And so I think, like, you know, we're, we're now uh, in the process of recording a new record, and, and it's going to be kind of like, okay, I put out my first record, um, then I came out with this second one and they're quite different. And here's what I learned from doing those two projects. And, you know, here's, here's kind of this new, um, this new kind of middle way for my music. Mm -hmm. So that's been really fun. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's what music is, is, uh, is about is experimenting. And, um, I, I think that's all part of being an artist. Yeah, man. And I mean, you're young too. I mean, that's, you got two EPs, two projects out. Like nobody expects somebody to have their, <laughs> their shit figured out right away. And I mean, it's, it's fucking sure. awesome that you had such good success with this last one. So, you know, 
like you said, low expectations, put it out, and it just kind of blows up, you know, for lack of a better term, up here anyways. And, um, like, I'm doing it again. Um, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I, I pulled the, pull the mic away from my face <laughs> when I'm holding it, and I, I keep talking. Um, I was just going to say, like, it, it's going to be interesting to see how you blend um, maybe some maybe sonically is like some more of that plugged in sound with what like you said with what you learned putting this last one out and knowing that you do have more freedom than i bet you thought you did yeah no absolutely and i mean like um putting out your first body of work is a really challenging thing to to do and go okay this is who i am yeah like as your first body of work it's it's tough and i mean there were some things that i mean I was pretty happy with with Wild and and what we were able to do on, on that um, album and and coming out with this next one was was just another step for me I think and so yeah I'm excited to get back in the studio and we're spending some time this summer digging into it and gonna keep pushing out music doing everything up here. Uh, we are mostly doing it up here in Canada. Nice. Um, cool. We have done some stuff in Nashville as well. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I do some writing down in Nashville, Yeah. so yeah. I've kind of built some of my relationships down there and, um, I just want to travel and write and record in different places. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really hundred percent sold on doing it in any particular location. I think we look at the songs and we go, okay, what's best for this song? Yeah. Do we need to cut some stuff down in Nashville or do we need to, um, go out to Winnipeg. There's a really cool scene out in Winnipeg. Um, or down in Calgary. Um, my regular studio that I record at is in Calgary. Gotcha. So, and it's awesome. And I, I've just been super fortunate to have uh, connected and collaborated with some incredible um, producers and musicians mm. here in Canada. So, um. Something I wanted to get into, and this is kind of probably a good spot to do it. Um, and I mean, we kind of, kind of been talking about it already, but I felt like the songs, like instruments aside, the songs on this last one were much better than the first one, in my opinion. I know I'm just a fucking dipshit, but <laughs> at the same <laughs> time, enough. like I said, I, I, I thought the songs were great on this on this most recent one compared to the first one. How do you feel like, you know, because we kind of talked a bit about earlier, you're thinking about the audience, you're thinking, was, how did the songwriting develop, I guess, when you, when you knew that you were just going to put this thing out, however the fuck you wanted, whenever you wanted, you're just going to release and see what happens. Was that more freeing? And have you taken some of that? uh, This is all me assuming things, but was that more freeing? And have you taken any of that and just kind of now you're just applying that to some of the new songs that you've been writing lately. Yeah. I mean, two things have happened. And, and so, I mean, maybe a little bit of my, my own history here yeah, will, yeah, will help with this response. Definitely. But I mean, like I, I'm not, I, I didn't pursue music my entire life. It's not like I, you know, a lot of artists story is, Oh yeah, I've always been playing music ever since I was 10 years old. And this yeah. is all I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I, when I turned 18, I, I started guiding and getting into backcountry trips and pursued that really hard for four years and um, got a degree in outdoor education and did that and just kind of, you know, uh, lived my 
young 20s a little bit and i was Mm -hmm. doing music on the side and writing a little bit and stuff but i didn't really start to take it seriously until i felt like i had something to write about (laughs) until i felt like i had enough life experience to go okay i've I've got something to say in this um so i mean as a result my my writing has has progressed and i think i've i've been able to figure out how I can dig deeper into who I am as an artist so that when, when people come to my show, um, we can just say, Hey, this is who I am. This is, this is what I want to say. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that really gets to kind of the root of, of what I'm trying to do as an artist. Yeah. It, uh, having that life experience is huge because especially when you're young, you don't, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You don't, like you said, exactly. you don't, you don't know what you want to write about. You're exactly. Like, and, and that's, well, and that's, that's how why you I fall think, into that trap of exactly. writing whatever this bullshit. <laughs> that, no, that's exactly it. What do you know about when you're 19 or 20 drinking beer and fucking chasing girls? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dead ass fucking serious. Yeah. That, that is what I was thinking about when I was 19. <laughs> Seriously. Like, fuck that's yeah, Florida so Georgia. True. Fuck yeah, Florida Georgia line. Let's do it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's go Seriously, cruising. Dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. I lost my tailgate today. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but it's we like... We write one of them songs right now. Fuck yeah, let's, let's go. do it. The guitar's right there, man. Um, um. But yeah, no, that's that's just it, man. Like, I, I think it's important <clears throat> for people to have life experiences. And, yeah. and I've, I have some friends that are young artists. I uh, just did a, a little private show the other night. Um, with an artist she's 20 years old and it's crazy to uh, like man um, it's a lot of pressure to be 20 years old and to be okay this is who you know to be saying to the world this is who I am as yeah. an artist so I, I personally I think it's important to kind of live a little bit and yeah. um, particularly I think if you're doing more of the singer-songwriter thing or you want to try to be more of a storyteller I think it's important to have that life experience. And it's tough because <clears throat> up here, uh, we talk about this a lot too, because even Mike, like regular co-host, he's from Iowa. We're not, I mean, Iowa and Alberta, it's not like known regionally for music, you know? Mm. Yeah. When you talk, like, I'm thinking like, dude, there's there's kids down in fucking Appalachia and Texas and shit. Like they grow up playing music and their families all around them they're playing music from when they're little kids a lot of the time up here it's not really part of our culture you know what i mean like you might have a family that does that but it's not the norm you know and so so man i I, you got to go to the east coast though right it's different out there it's you know and that's where like i think a lot of that celtic influence like the kitchen party kind of mentality it's really really a big thing over there um, but of course it's it's a it's it's different it's yeah, a it's different style different, of music in a different but place i think that's why it is so unique over there. right you dig into that kind of really deep celtic influence sound i mean it 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 comes from that really passionate scene music scene in on the east coast and all i was trying to get into with that is just like like there's, I mean, I can think of, I mean, look, there's a, there's a kid in Kentucky, Cole Chaney. We've had him on the show before. And so, I mean, he, he just turned 21 and he's writing these fucking songs that are like, dude, wait, how old are you? But it's like, <laughs> he grew up in a fucking, in Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's a different culture for that shit. He's, he's got the, the music experience and the songwriting experience. And I, I don't really remember Cole's story personally that specifically, yeah. 
but it's like they're able i think to gain more of that experience as a songwriter just naturally from where they are geographically than we are up I think here that makes a lot of sense you know like he could have that he can have that experience and write those songs at 20 because he's been around it since he was a little kid where it's like it took you you know for folks like us like it, it takes a little more of that life experience to figure yeah. your shit out you know man you <laughs> uh you should check out a book called uh talent is overrated have you ever heard of that book i don't think so it's really cool it, it was a book that was recommended to me when i was a friend of mine recommended it to me when i was 18 years old and uh it's all about just the that basically it says that like <clears throat> you know, God-given talent or, or born talent doesn't exist. Like, you're not born with something. Mm-hmm. And it gives it gives a lot of examples as to why that's the truth. And I found that idea really, really inspiring. Like, the fact that um, you got to work for something. you got to yeah. work for talent. And, and not only work for it, like, it's not just about, it also kind of, it's not just about the 10,000 hours yeah. either. It's about being in the right environment with the right people Mm -hmm. with there's so many factors that go into creating, you know, really authentic Mm. talent. So I I, I think you're hitting it on the nose. That's why areas like that, there's so much talent that comes out of it because it's so saturated. It's it's all around you everywhere you go. It's yeah. part, like I said, it's, it's, it's part of their culture. Totally. I'm just, I'm not trying not to be. And, and that's why, that's why I get down to, uh, to Nashville all the time for, for my own music too. And, and it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's an incredible scene down there and I, and I have something to learn from that. So, you know, I'm trying to find this quote because I fucking love this. I was listening to a podcast. <clears throat> Are you familiar with, uh, Nicholas Jamerson or Sunday best? Oh yeah. 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 That's right. I was listening to a podcast with Nicholas, um, a few days ago and he said, every musician's, this is a fucking beautiful quote. Every musician's love for music came from someone else's songs, which is, yeah, did a lot to unpack there, (laughs) but hundred percent, you know what that's, but again, like you said, if you grow up listening to, you know, if you grow up in your family's fucking sitting around playing, whatever bill monroe bluegrass music you know what i mean like you're gonna have a totally different view on what music even is first of all and second of all you're gonna have a totally different view on how how accessible a music career could be because you look all around you and i i can almost directly correlate my sound now to influences as a kid yeah um we had uh, in the kitchen ki- drawer, in one of the kitchen drawers, my mother had her whole collection of uh, tapes. Yeah. Her tape collection. And there was Vince Gill in there, Alan Jackson, um, Garth Brooks was in there. Uh, who else? George Strait. And we had the radio playing in the kitchen like from 6 o'clock in the morning until yeah. <laughs> night whenever yeah. we went to bed. It was on all the time playing, you know, classic country music, a lot of nineties country music. So that's, that's a huge part of, uh, 
my influence as a kid, but then some of my dad's influences too. Like I remember when I found his records, they sound, he had his tucked away in the basement. And <laughs> when I found, when I started digging into those, yeah. it's like, oh man, these are different. It's like Boston and the Eagles and yeah. like those rich harmonies, but it was also like rocking. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is cool. So I really think that my sound largely is an amalgamation of, of those, right. those early influences. Yeah. That makes sense, actually, now that you say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. And the, the, yeah, it's it's so it's so funny to think back on that stuff. Like we used to, if there was a tape in that drawer that I didn't like um, or that nobody in the family liked, mm-hmm. you know how they would have the holes in the top. You could tape over them and then, mm-hmm. then record over them. I had this little tape recorder and I'd put it by the radio. And then uh, that's how I made my playlists. Mm, so a song would gotcha. come on that I really like, and I hit record on it, mm-hmm. and then I'd wait, and then I'd hear Mixed another tape. song. Yeah, next day hear another song. Yeah. So the ten. So first you'd ten, only get like the, the, the first ten, <laughs> fifteen first. seconds were always cut yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Fucking never, lo- never remember that opening rift of yeah, Chattahoochee. Yeah, exactly. Fuck sakes. <laughs> yeah, but you you appreciated uh, it more. You appreciated yeah. it more. So yeah, that's fucking <laughs> DIY Kid, kids these days just yeah, don't exactly. understand. They don't appreciate fucking the Spotify. Playlist. It's way too easy. Yeah, exactly. Got to work for it, you little shits. <laughs> we had to exactly. fucking go on. Uh, what was it? Uh, LimeWire and shit. And uh, oh yeah, we had get to, the bootleg we had to steal music. <laughs> yeah, we had to. Yeah, that's right. Rob the artist blind. <laughs> I just stole it from the radio, man, with yeah, my tapes. Fair and square. That's, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have so the balls like to go AM, down and steal the cassette from the AM store. AM radio to cassette, man. Like the quality was, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was not there. Dog but, shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I actually learned to to sing with that same uh, little tape. A recorder and i would uh when i first started to learn to sing i was really digging into a lot of brooks and dunn's stuff and um i'd listen to i love ronnie dunn's voice mm. and so i'd dig into his his voice and then i'd i'd sing into that little tape player and then i'd you know listen to it back and then i'd listen to ronnie and then i'd try to try to imitate him and that's so, tough yeah. <laughs> it's tough that's a he's he's incredible tough act to follow <laughs> yeah for sure no he, he is awesome he yeah, was he cool just, as fuck man i didn't he's oh, so I'm, cool he's cool as hell he he's he's a really cool guy and he just got well a few years ago now he got inducted into uh mm-hmm. the nashville songwriters hall of fame yeah so that's cool as fuck he was yeah. he was a nice guy i didn't know you never know what to expect when you talk to somebody who's that famous you're like i mean that was my first what am i saying that's the first time i ever talked to somebody that famous but it was right. just like i didn't know what to expect because you're like is this guy even like connected to reality at this point because he's so rich and so fucking cool but that guy was he was just down to earth what a good dude i think a guy like that too to have the <laughs> career that he had and to, to write yeah. the kind of songs that that he's written gotta be you have dude. to be rooted yeah, yeah definitely you have to that was so, a nice guy he he actually he got inducted into the uh the hall of fame down in nashville along with a, a friend of mine byron hill and if you don't know byron stuff uh he's a credible songwriter um i wrote better now with mm. byron and my buddy joel and uh yeah byron's an incredible talent he always tells the story of uh being in nashville and uh he saw alabama walking down the side of the street and he ran out and had a little mixtape with his uh his songs on it and he said 
hey, you know, would you guys listen to this tape? And um, they said, yeah, we'll give it a listen. And Born Country was on there. Wow. <laughs> so that's how that's they had how, to do it, man. That's how we launched his career. So that's I crazy. love hearing that, stories like that. That's crazy. We had uh, Charlie Crockett on the podcast, and he said that he, and I don't remember, I don't know, dude, I shouldn't even claim this one because I don't remember if he said it on our podcast if I was listening to something else or anyway, whatever the story goes, he was outside. He was outside some venue in Texas passing out CDs um, of his. And one of the ones that he passed out a CD to is Evan Felker from Turnpike. And that's how Turnpike picked him up and started, you know, had him opening for them. I was like, well, look at Charlie Crockett now. I mean, that's all it takes is fucking right place at the right time. Sometimes he's cool, man. Oh, he's the coolest. He's, hey, he's got the listen, best style. You listen to his, he, he, you get what you get with him. Like Very well dressed. Yeah, very well dressed? Very well dressed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Oh, wait, Evan or Charlie? Oh, I was talking about Charlie. Okay, I'm talking, talking about, about Charlie. Yeah, okay. you know, that motherfucker knows how to dress. That's, <laughs> That's fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, no, very cool, very cool dude. And, and uh, yeah, he can do it all. Complete, it's Blues, totally authentic. country, like, he, he can... He can really like that's he's awesome. he's to me like what Americana is because it's like oh that's cool he that, takes all of these different elements of all these different genres and blends it together yeah. to make one thing you know honestly I think that's a that's a great uh, yeah for somebody like trying to get into Americana music or if you want to introduce somebody to Americana that's maybe a good place to start yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's, totally. it's it's got it all. You go listen to something that's super bluesy, and then it's got R&B elements, right. and then it's got, you know, country, classic country. It's got, you name it, like rock and roll. Like, he's he can do it all. Oh, it's that's cool. cool. Yeah. It's cool no, stuff. I, I like that. I like that. Cool stuff, man. Um, I guess we should do some rapid fires. I'm going to make you do the rapid fires. Let's do some. If you listen to the podcast, do you, do you know... No, you know what's about to happen? No, I don't. I, I have no idea what's okay, about to happen. Great, this is good. Let's go that way. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you some stupid shit. What's I'm ready for it, man. All right, fuck it. Let's uh, let's start off with uh, give me a time when you were starstruck. When I was starstruck, they don't have to be rapid. You you can tell a story. It's not a big deal. We just call them rapid fires. It's been a hundred and some odd episodes, and we haven't come up with a better name. So you get what you get. Gosh. I don't know when I when I would have been starstruck. Um, I don't know if I can think of a particular no? if, if I can think of a particular uh, time that I was right. that I was like starstruck. Yeah, You're I don't just know. fucking confident. Hey? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I th- I think that there's people. I think that there's people in in my life if I were to meet uh, that I I maybe would be pretty nervous you know particularly some of my big influences and that kind of thing so yeah makes sense all right yeah all right i should just give you a different one but but whatever (laughs) it's fine yeah go for it um no you get more don't worry there's several um all right what's your favorite gas station snack um probably doritos doritos just oh yeah yeah, just the plain, regular Doritos. No man. Cool Ranch. No Cool Ranch no. for this guy. No. <laughs> is there Cool Ranch in the states? For, I don't are know. Doritos even a thing? Down I don't know. Doritos are definitely a they thing are thing. There. But it's like not Doritos cool. and are, Mountain Dew are two of the main food groups in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> so that's a staple. That you get that along with rice 
and it's in its <laughs> yeah. own row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking you get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um. <laughs> All right, what's your what's your here's a good one. What's what's your favorite song to cover? Um, you know what? Uh, I've been covering recently. We've been covering uh, "Broken Hearts" Phil mm. Joe Nichols. And That's I always love that man. I love that song. That's a great song. To me, it's almost like that song hints at at, at like a George Strait kind of vibe. But anyway, I've that. just been getting into it. That's recently. a great song, dude. People yeah. forget about that one. That's good. Totally, yeah. So we st- we picked it up, and we're starting to do it in our live show. Nice. There you go. <laughs> if you're here, at, if you're here in Canada or in Alberta, and you want to check out a show this summer, you know you'll hear. Broken, Broken Hartsville. Hartsville. We'll there do it. Go. Yeah. And you should absolutely yell it out multiple times during the set. <laughs> Don't fucking do that. It's rude, everybody. Um, all right. What is... All right. You get to go back in time with no objects. How will you prove that you're from the future? I get to go back in time with no objects. Um. <laughs> and you have to go further back than your own lifetime. Because otherwise you'd just be like, well, that's me. I'm, you know. <clears throat> I have no idea what it meant. Dude, I feel like I would I don't think anybody's fail. answered this question. Like, yeah, nobody's, like an- nobody's ever, like, come up with anything really Oh, dude. Concrete. This is this something is like, up I, I need a I couple of days to it. ponder this question. <laughs> yeah, just, like, this isn't something that you can't just, just spring this on me. You need to plan for this. This is why I stopped yeah. asking. <laughs> this is the kind of thing. Just you need- uh, after, the, uh, after the podcast airs, just tweet at me or something. <laughs> yeah exactly no i'm kidding i'm just reading i didn't i didn't write any of these down i usually do so i'm just kind of going on off the fucking on the fly here um all right what's your favorite flavor of chicken wings dude i like whatever the spiciest kind of chicken wings there is in the in the bar yeah if i'm if i'm yeah like death sauce or whatever they got and let's death go sauce. let's do it nice so yeah <laughs> all right what's the grossest thing you've ever seen somebody eat like it was normal um probably a, a cow eyeball that would have uh, been probably the uh and they just ate that shit like a, oh it's good yeah the, they tried well, to convince you once you good, get into the middle there's a crunch you know the mm. that that kind of glassy part in the in yeah. the middle i don't know what that's called but mm-hmm. yeah it's got that kind of crack to it gross yeah yeah you want to do the sound into the mic quick no. <laughs> <laughs> i think everybody, yeah i think everybody i'm not going to recreate that. that you guys can imagine yeah that. just picture it in your heads if mm-hmm. you haven't already <laughs> yeah um what's your pre-show rituals i man uh, uh my pre-show ritual is all about the hang i like hanging with my band and uh are you superstitious i'm not really superstitious but i am i'm, I, I'm all about like getting in the zone yeah. And to me, like get, getting in the zone before uh, before a gig is is getting in a good mindset. And so hanging with my band backstage in the green room and just talking about anything else other than music. Yeah. Forget <laughs> about what's about to Because we think about music happen. all the time, yeah. you know. And so to, you know, take just hang and have a good time back there and, and don't stress about the show and just let the preparation that you put in for that show happen and go out there and, and just do your thing. That's that's kind of the, the mindset that I try to get into. So that's my ritual. I, I don't know if it's really superstition or not, but yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense, definitely. Um, all right, what is the worst? What is the worst? What is the, what is the worst, worst, period? Yeah, what is what's the, the fucking worst, <laughs> dude? 
I have no idea. What um, is the worst? <clears throat> what is the worst? The worst. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm a pretty positive guy. This is my favorite question, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, What's the and I always that is what you know? I'll tell you what the, the worst that, that question. question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. question is the worst. Yeah, that's that. I was waiting for that one. Somebody's <laughs> bound to say that eventually. Um, <laughs> I usually ask it too if we're virtual. I'll be like, I'll be like, so what's the worst? Right. I'll just let yeah, it yeah, hang yeah, as yeah. if the they're zoom, waiting for you if, to yeah, finish this. Yeah, sentence. I'll just let it hang like as if the as if the yeah. zoom glitched out. You know. <clears throat> All right. Wi-Fi disconnected. No, you got to answer. What's the worst? Come on. That question. No, man. come that, on. I'm Give tell- me something. You no. can't tell me in Ryan Lindsay's life. There's nothing that happens, and you're just like. Like a pet Fuck, pee. man, that's the worst. Like, <laughs> come on. Stepped in dog shit. Like, fuck. Dude, I just, um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, stuck in traffic. Like, come on. There's, you can't tell me you're, you're nothing raises the blood pressure. I think for me, okay, maybe, maybe it is for me on a personal level, like <clears throat> the worst, um, it's just if my, if my life gets out of balance, that's the worst for me. Like, if I if I'm sp- if I spend too much time in the city, if I'm if I'm not getting out to the country and doing the things I love, you know, going fishing, getting out to the mountains, going for hikes, um, that's the worst. That's the worst. <laughs> you know, I, I need that's life balance. See, but you know what? Answer. Like I I'm not the kind of guy to like when I think about answering a question like this, I don't think about other people that much. Like oh, you know. I hate it when people do this or that. Like I, I don't no. consume. You know, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, I, I tend not to uh, consume my mind with like, um, you know, kind of like. So it's a hard question for me to answer. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and and I mean I think part of that comes anyway. Let's let's. No, uh, you're good. Roll into it. I'm well, gonna I would, actually I, look up another one last I was, rapid fire for you. I, from I was Patreon. gonna say like I, I think uh, yeah because this is not really a rapid fire no, question. No, I'm I'm like not. doing long answers. No, today. that's that's good. That's what this is for. Like I said, we call it rapid fire, but it's not rapid. <laughs> okay. Like, All right. We need to fucking rename it, but nobody's given us a good suggestion. We haven't come up with one. It's been a hundred and fucking however many episodes. So rapid fire. Well, I, I I guess I I just mean like. When I, when I, when I get into that mindset, I try to check myself because, um, I, I've got so much shit to work on myself. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that it's, it's hard for me to really kind of like, um, yeah. Kind of get in that mindset. People are fucking worried about. If you had to talk, this is the last one. So shout out to Tiffany Padilla. I think I might've asked this one before, but anyway, if you had to talk one hour straight to a random stranger, what topic could you discuss? One hour straight to a, to a stranger, complete stranger. What do you got? I mean, I would just, uh, I would want to talk about whatever their passions are. I hope to God they have some passions, but cool. to me, that's the most interesting thing about people is like, what, what drives you? What's your passion? That's cool. That's a good yeah. answer. I like that. Yeah. Most people like you think of a topic when you hear that question, like, right. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, I, I think okay, that Ryan, could you cut, could you talk about guitars for an hour or fishing for an hour? And maybe you could, but I like, that's a great answer. Yeah, that's, man. Let them choose the topic okay. and, and, uh, That'd be way more interesting. I mean, I can hear myself talk all day, but dude, <laughs> I'd that's rather a, that just makes me think of like 
I like I like to I like to go to Vegas. I love going to Vegas. Have you been to Vegas? I you know what? I've never been to Vegas. I love going to Vegas. And <laughs> I like to gamble because I I, I like to play okay. cards, okay? So I like to sit at the table what for a while. What do you play? What do you play? Three card poker. Okay. Or right. Pi Gal or yeah. black or blackjack. I'll play whatever really. Cool. I'm down to learn a game. I don't I don't mind. Uh but three card poker is my shit. Um that or I, I really nice. like Pi Gal because you can just sit there and play Pi Gal for hours. It's like Yeah. It's like a weird like Chinese it's like five and two card poker like kind of combined. Anyway, it's, I won't sit and explain it to you, but anyhow, I like to play cards. I like to sit at the table. And that's half dude, half the fun isn't even if you're winning or losing, but the fun of going to Vegas is sitting at the table and just bullshitting with the other people at the table and learning like where they're from and what they do for a living and just making friends with random fucking strangers at the card table because it's like nobody's nobody in on the Vegas strip 98% of the time they're not going to be from Vegas <laughs> you know what right. i mean they're all transplants they're all just here visiting from somewhere else so it's cool you meet people from all over the fucking world just sitting playing cards yeah yeah that's what i like about it that's great that's half the fun yeah and it's a lot of fun to win money sometimes right <laughs> like i said it's it's fun as fuck to just sit and like hear people's oh yeah where man. they're from what they're you know what they're doing i, I yeah I, I love, that I love shit. hearing about people's passions and especially when somebody's like really deep into something. People doesn't are doesn't matter what man. it is, but if somebody's like really far down a path right. into something, I, I love that. So. That's cool. That's a good answer. Well, I won't ask you any more rapid fire questions. How about that? Uh, that was good, man. <laughs> I had fun with it. That was great. Uh, yeah. We haven't got... I don't think we've got any bad reviews so far from the guests on the no, that's good. questions. Like, it shakes things up a little bit, you know? So just sitting here. And so, Ryan, what are your influences? Tell me more about Alan Jackson. I'll <laughs> <laughs> make you tell me more about Alan Jackson. Um, man, what is there? what more is there to say <clears throat> about Alan Jackson? Come on. I mean, he's he's the man. Yeah. Undeniably. Um, I haven't listened to all of his new record, but I should. I, should. I listen to a couple songs, but... I, I, I admittedly I haven't listened to the whole record yeah, either. Same. I've listened to a few tracks on it. Give yeah. it a try. I will make time for it. Yes. I haven't yet. <laughs> you know what? I might on my drive home tonight. Ah, oh, there you go. I might listen to that record. Good call. There you go. Yeah. Not a bad choice. No, I don't know, man. Unless there's something else, like I just like I said, I you know, we've had so many conversations about and I don't expect a lot of our audiences who listen to this po- listens to this podcast regularly to understand everything that we've even talked about today, just because it is so drastically different in Canada. Right. And you and I, sure, you especially, but even I, like I have a basic ish understanding of how things work up here. Yeah, and I don't the expect, business is I don't really not that different here than it is in Nashville or Texas. It's just or more in, comparable, I would say, to the commercial scene down there. Sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so... I mean, that's the majority of our scene up here. Yeah. You know, because it is so spread out and um, there is perhaps a little more limited yeah. opportunity um, for Americana artists. But mm-hmm. man, like I've got some friends that are killing it. Like I said, Shayla... Um, my friend Mariel Buckley's Buckley. doing some good She's things. She's great. Um, She's and awesome. there's some some uh, folks out in Winnipeg doing some like the Winnipeg scene is really cool. You should check it out. And it's kind of maybe a little more rock influenced. Mm. Um, 
but like Brothers Landreth out there doing some cool stuff. Um, it's a cool scene, man. Like there's when you dig into it, there's a lot going on up here. Yeah. So, but I think people will understand what we talked about just because like on a fundamental level, things are things are pretty well the same up here. Yeah. You know. And I, and I think with the core of country music is kind of the same too. Like we are trying to dig into, um, we, we have the same questions for ourselves as artists. Like, who am I? Um, what, what does it mean to, to live a human existence? What does it mean to, to, you know, what, what is country for me? And, uh, we're just trying to kind of tell that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. It, uh, I guess maybe like, one of the last things I'll ask you to, I mean, we'll probably go off this for a few more minutes, obviously, but where do you see, I mean, even, even beyond, because I, I don't want to just ask you specifically about this record that you're about to record or in the middle of recording kind of thing. What have you been able to, I guess, take, first of all, what have you been able to take out of the pandemic and how has that shit, you know, changed? Because I assume that most of the songs for the ride were written pre or kind of right during the start of the pandemic that drug on for a whole nother year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what are we looking at now as far as like your songwriting process? What have you learned from that? And I guess let's just start with that and I'll maybe piggyback the other question afterwards. Sure. Like what do I want to take away from, uh, the what do you, pandemic? yeah. What do yeah, you want to add or what have you, what's changed you as a songwriter and as a, as an artist in general during, during that time? Cause I mean, one year is a long time. To be off the road, to be, like you said, I mean, you'd put out, up until the pandemic, you'd put out one project. And you were, like you said, still trying to figure that shit out. So I can't help but think that there's probably some pretty significant things to take away. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, it was it was good timing to kind of like shake things up and try something new. Um, I mean, on a personal level, songwriting aside, um, <laughs> what I really want to take away from the pandemic and this is really what I'm um, in the title track. The ride was, was written about was, was that it's so easy to, and I often think kind of metaphorically about this stuff because I, I used to be a guide and used to do these backcountry trips. So sometimes I think about life in relationship to those trips, but that's what the ride was written about. And it's just that, you know, sometimes we focus so hard on the destination that we forget to, enjoy the journey along the way and um you know i I've, i really think it's important to have that life balance back a little bit and so the pandemic kind of uh made me take a step back and and look at that stuff differently in my life um <laughs> thanks buddy um <clears throat> but um but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I think that, uh, I, I'm like, as an example, I used to do an annual fishing trip with my dad and, uh, we hadn't done it for like three years cause I was so ca- caught up in trying to pursue this music thing. And, um, you know, I think I realized that it's important to, um, not let that kind of stuff go because you start to lose sight of who you are. And when you have that stuff in place and when you have, when you have that balance in your life, it affects your writing. 
And I think it comes from a more sincere place. It comes from a more grounded place. So, I mean, having that opportunity to kind of get some balance back in my life during the pandemic was hugely helpful to my writing. So, I mean, it's, uh, I guess, a bit of an indirect thing, but I think that's going to help in a big way. So I'm really grateful for that, and that's something that I really want to take out of the pandemic. Just being able to slow down in the midst of all the fucking chaos of touring and writing and marketing your music and doing everything else. Because, I mean, you're, like we said, at least, you know, here at home, man, I mean, you're... You're gonna be a fucking rock star because you you won that award. You're you got the right people on your side up here, man. Like, shit's gonna go well, and it's cool that you recognize that, and it'll be good for you for you to recognize those things that you do need to take time to just level back out. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. No, I think it's it's so important. It's so important, and and uh, I mean. That, that brings us back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. But if you get so caught up in this, this machine, yes. then yeah. where is the art coming from? Yeah. You know? It's coming from indirect or like outside influences that otherwise wouldn't have affected you. Yeah. If you weren't in that space and that scene. You know? I think it doesn't matter what you do in life. Um, you know, it's not just, this isn't just about being an artist, but I think it's just so important to be grounded and, and, and rooted, um, regardless of what you do in life, you know, to, to really know who you are. And, and that comes from, from doing those things that are important to you. Mm. Like I said, man, yeah, we did that. I did that fishing trip with my dad this year. It was really nice, you know, and, um, got out to the mountains a little more and, started doing some of that stuff that I used to do all the time, but kind of started to let slip a little as yeah. I, as I pursued music. Yeah. Cause it is, it is crazy. Sometimes it gets, it's, you know, you run in a million miles a minute sometimes. And really, like we said, like we, you know, mentioned multiple times. I mean, you were just trying to get going before the pandemic. That first project came out. That was your very first one. You're just trying to figure shit out, you know? Yeah. So you're just going, 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 struggling, struggling, trying to get to a place where you can, you're like, oh, well, you know, next month, oh, next month will be easier. Next month will be easier. Next month will be easier. And you just keep going and going and going, wearing yourself out. It's tough to take a breath when you're trying to make, you know, really make a name for yourself, honestly. I mean, it sounds really fucking I was cutting that <laughs> hoity-toity, make when a I name for that, yourself. You know, when I cut that like, first record, I... Um, I was living down in Lethbridge and I was pulling wire. I was working as an electrician down there. Um, so I, I kind of decided like I wanted to pursue music. So I, I stepped outside of guiding. I moved down to Lethbridge. I started pulling wire <laughs> and, uh, I was recording this, this project and, um, I was recording in the middle of the week. So I'd get off work. I'd drive up. Uh, drive up to Calgary, which is about a two-hour drive from That's Lethbridge. A, yeah. It's a decent it's a good drive. little drive. Uh, so I'd have everything ready. I remember I'd run to the parking lot, jump in my truck, drive up to Calgary. We'd record, like, cut vocals until midnight or something, and I'd drive back, <laughs> get back at 2, 2 a.m., and and then uh, get up for work at 5 a.m. in the morning again Fuck. and 
do it all over again. And so we did that for a while and that, that that's kind of what set the tone for, for recording that project. And then by the time it was finished, um, I was in a position to quit my job and, and start doing music full time. Like it just kind of took me on this whole journey of, uh, by the time we had it released, it, it launched this whole thing that I didn't expect was going to happen so fast. Exactly. And with the release, you think, Oh fuck, like I can quit my job. But now you got another job. Guess what? And you're totally. just as, if not more busy. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I always expected that. I, I and think you got if all you these per, people if you relying pursue your on passions you. in life. You fully have to expect yeah. that, like, you're probably going to be busier. Yeah. <laughs> if oh, you want, but if I mean, you if want you to pursue it, not... like a comfortable life, probably like not being an artist. <laughs> touring. That's probably not... like I just for those listening, <laughs> like. <laughs> What do you mean, yeah, man? Yeah. Don't you just go get on the big tour bus and everything's all good? You know? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you talking uh, about? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different right now. Yeah. That's funny as hell. A lot oh, of hours man. in my truck on the road and no with shit. the guys. And yeah. It's tough. Rep, my drummer has a van. <clears throat> we spent some time in that van. And yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, uh, it's good times though, man. Like, I mean, that's how you, you make some memories. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. So. I guess. So the last thing is like, what's the next step? You know, what's, what are you, I mean, this is a fucking broad question. You can answer sure. this as why, you know, you can, you can gauge this and answer it however you want. But I, I don't, I don't want to direct this to, you know, I don't want to directly relate this question to the next project even just what's, okay. what is, where do you see sitting here right now in that chair? Where do you see your career going as far, you know, sonically? Where do you want to tap into? Like, you had the attention. I guess this is me. I'm sidebarring here, but like, <laughs> yeah, you, you got, I'm sure you got some attention from people now in the, in the States just through Grady's channel, which, and this is a whole other conversation for a whole other day, which is so cool that somebody like that can just give you that platform. And now, oh shit, like all these all these people know who you are and are interested in your music who never, maybe never would have ever found your music otherwise. Just the power of a YouTuber or a podcaster or one of these individual creators. But having said all that, like, do you have interest in tapping into the, into the state, into the market in the States? Like, are you, I mean, obviously that, that'd be cool, but like, I guess what's, what are the long-term goals here? You know, as somebody who's had, some pretty yeah. good success up here so far. What's, you know, what's next? What do well, you think? Well, I'd, I'd love to, I mean, first of all, it's... Again, that's a broad... First of all, it starts with, <laughs> it starts with the music and it starts with um, recording and, and collaborating on the music. And, and so, um, for me, uh, I, I really want to incorporate more travel into my music. And I, I kind of consider myself just a, a student of, of country music. I want to work with different people and and um take in the sounds and and experiences of different cities and so for this next project we are recording in a few different hubs yeah. and i'm working with different people and different musicians you know we're not just going into one studio and cutting the whole thing with the same group of guys and, yeah, it's interesting. and so that's really exciting yeah it's um, interesting and and part of that is you know I maybe getting down to texas a little bit and going to record down there and recording some more in nashville um and so, so on the recording side, that's, that's really important to me. I want to, um, continue to just be kind of a student of the craft and, 
and um, you know, always, always trying to to keep sight of that. Um, but then uh, on the touring side, yeah, we want to just keep pushing outward, and wherever that's going to take us, you know. Um, we've been chatting with an agent in France that was interested in getting us in, in France in, in 2023, maybe we'll go there. You know, we haven't, we haven't worked out a deal yet, but that would be really cool. Um, and I never expected to, yeah, that (laughs) something like that, that, that would be a place to go, but we'll go, you know, I don't really have any, um, kind of like, Oh, this is where I need to be. This is where, um, my career needs to land. Right. You know, and, and I've been, yeah. And those are tough goals to even set because you don't know who's going to, how, how, how the art's going to be received. Yeah. You don't, you don't know, but it's like, yeah. At the same time, it's like, and I mean, like you said, it's, you want to go wherever the music's going to take you, but it's totally. And I, and I want to carry the stories of being a Northern boy, being a, yeah being a former guide and some of the stories that I have with that. And I want to take those to wherever and whomever wants to listen to them. Yeah. Um, but I was chatting with my producer about this the other day. Uh, he played in a band called doc Walker. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're Canadian group. I yep. don't know if you heard of them. I know who doc. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So <clears throat> he said, you know, his biggest regret with doc Walker, they had a lot of some really great Canadian success, but yeah, they successful were so, here for sure. They were so focused on like, the pinnacle of making it in the industry is like crossing over to the States. Mm. Like that's, that's it. And I mean, yeah. I'm not at by any means diminishing, um, what's going on in the States. I want to cross over and, and be able to play down there hundred percent. Um, and, and we're working on that, but, um, but I also want to be able to go wherever, you know, yeah. like to go to Australia and go to Europe. And so that was a big one for him. He, he really, told me you know just make sure you you don't get too locked in on one goal or yeah. one kind of preconceived notion of where like making it is that's for nice. yourself yeah so that's been a pretty cool mindset to have. that's good advice for anybody really 100 I mean, in anything in yeah. life yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you get so fucking you know you get horse blinders on and it's yeah. tough to like it's tough to it's tough to let anybody convince you that you might be wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, when you're so focused on one goal, it's, it's tough to let somebody else yeah. tell you, mm, maybe you should do something else. But yeah, for sure. You know, as long as, you know, as long as you're making stuff, like we've said a hundred times already that you feel <clears throat> is true to you. And it's not from some, fucking corporate executive telling you what the fuck to write and how to play and how to sing. I think you're going to do just fine because these first two projects and especially this most recent one, man, you, you killed it and you did it the way you wanted to do. And I, I think that's the coolest part about this most recent one. And the fact that you won these awards up here is like you did what you wanted and it resonated with people and it resonated with people who, it resonated, fuck it, I mean, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say, like, it resonated with people who otherwise may not have listened, you know, or, or been interested in, in a song like that. Or you made people, you know, you made a commercially viable song that wasn't formulaic bullshit. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> well, totally. Well, man, and the, and there's lots of that out there. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's I just I when I when I fucking see that from somebody up here, I cling to it because it's yeah, not it's the exception. It really that's is. That's cool. Sorry, man. it's yeah, the exception. No, that, I don't care. There's gonna be people from fucking Alberta who are in the country music scene who listen to this. And sorry, it is. It's the fucking exception. It's not the. You know what I mean? I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's uh. You know, I'm just trying to trying to do my own thing, and, and it is so easy to get get in your head about all that stuff. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's shit for me to worry about, dude. It's not for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not the one writing the songs, but at the same time, I do want people to listen to fucking good music, and I want. Oh, 100%. I want people. We up want here. Grow. I want to make a difference up here. We want. To, yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Lots of people We're down in the to, states listen to this podcast right now, but yeah, I would love it if some of the people up here would tap into some of the shit down there and realize like oh like there's really good art being made yeah you just gotta sometimes turn off the radio yeah i mean people uh people have listened to canadian artists from the states i think for a long time that they may not realize that they are they're canadian Canadian, yeah so i mean yeah yeah, we we do have a strong scene and and i think that's that's when it becomes real is when you kind of cross over that boundaries uh, or cross over those boundaries rather. And it doesn't matter anymore where you're from or, you know, mm-hmm. you just, people just see the, um, they, they see it for the art. Good music is good music. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter so where you're from. Yeah. But it's, again. you know, Vince Gill said that actually, I, he, he's still putting out albums, which is incredible. I mean, I'm a big Vince Gill fan. I, I love the guy. Uh, he is uh like he's a big student of bluegrass music too of course and and um had a lot of success in the commercial country scene but he's still putting out records and uh they're not getting listened to like they used to but he was kind of quoted for saying you know what like a good album is a a good song is a good song and it doesn't matter if 10,000 people listen to it or 100,000 people or a million people listen to it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it's still a good song yeah and um i mean isn't that i i think as an artist that's kind of the dream you know pursuing it from that pure of a place and uh just trying to walk that line a little between like making sure a song is accessible yeah um yeah you know and i think that's that's really the the career path that i'm on trying to trying to walk that line and being in the commercial scene a yeah. little bit we we do want songs to be accessible for people. Exactly. Um, I wish all of country. I I wish all of country radio, obviously didn't sound like you, but like I wish everybody was taking the approach that you're taking. If that makes sense. Like I wish. I, I, wish I do too, man. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do too. Because there's yeah. still there's nothing 100%. wrong with some songs on country radio. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying turn the fucking radio off and never turn yeah. it back on. I'm just saying I wish that the artists who are on and ha- have the ability to reach people through country radio yeah. gave a little bit more of a fuck yeah. about what they're writing and what they're saying in their songs, you know? Yeah. If uh, they are writing them. <laughs> it's tricky, man. Yeah, right? it's, it's a tricky thing. And like I said, I, I, uh, from my perspective, I just go, well, I can't control any of that stuff. Yeah. What I can't control is my own thing. And yeah. so I'm just going to do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you're doing a good job, man. It's, it's the real deal. It, uh, that's some, that's that understanding that maybe what I'm into isn't accessible for everybody. 
is one of the biggest things I've learned throughout the process of doing this podcast and just learning that not everybody cares about music as much as I do. Really, like the average person. I'm talking about the average so person cool, on the though, street. Man, you know what I mean? Because you, you, and again, like I said this earlier, it's so cool when when people get really far down a, a path, and that's really what I'm interested in. Yeah. Like when somebody really starts to get into a niche, and it's cool. Like I mean, I, but I've just had to let go of the fact that no, not everybody is going to want to listen to whatever not everybody is going to want not everybody is going to resonate with and not everybody even cares to listen to or is going to get as excited about bella white's music the one the, sure. the, the girl i was telling you about from alberta here yeah not everybody's going to be into that that's fine i think it's fucking great it's great songwriting it's beautiful music but not everybody wants it some people do want to listen to one margarita <laughs> so it's true dude it's true after a little too much you know, tequila man yeah, yeah man. exactly yeah man oh, that's funny. you know and that's like like i said i think at the start at the very start doing this podcast i really thought like no i'm gonna change everybody's minds like you know people if people knew this was there they would they'd fucking turn that off and they'd only want to listen to this stuff but that's not true people can appreciate bella white people can appreciate your music people can still like one margarita yeah. if they want to. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. That doesn't affect, if that doesn't you know affect me at the end the, of the day. And I had to let go of that because at the is, start I did, I was like, there no, is, turn that there shit There is off. a lot of, uh, you know, from my perspective, there is a lot of incredible commercial country music out, out there. It's unfortunately clouded by this kind of money machine. Yeah. This, yeah. It, like we talked about this, yeah. this pandering that goes on in the industry. Yeah. But there is still a lot of depth there. Um, you maybe have there's to the right, a there's a right and a wrong way to do it. It's just the, a lot of people are swinging and missing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. When you get the fucking 45, 50 year old guy singing about fucking tailgates and chasing girls and fucking, it's like, all right, man, like this is not only well, weird. And look, I don't <laughs> mind that. I don't mind that our it's, genre is wide right now that I, I've got no problems with that, that we have a wide genre there's a lot going on from many different influences, and, and I embrace that. I think Definitely. it's great. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic. Like I said, it's just that was that's one of the, my biggest takeaways from doing over a hundred episodes of this now, doing it for like a year. And yeah, a half. yeah. It's like at the start, I was so sure closed. I'm going to change people's so mind. closed minded <laughs> to like yeah. what was good and what wasn't, and yeah. that was the only way I seen it was really black and white. Now I realize it's pretty much all shades of gray. Like it's just. Dude, that's you know? that's like the metaphor for life. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think a lot of the problems that we have in our in our world come from that. You know, people just think in black and white. Unintentionally quoted Robert Earl Keen too. So what's that? I said I just unintentionally quoted Robert Earl Keen. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it uh, that's not bad. no, it's it's true, man. It's like I said, it's it's just something I've had to let go of and be like, nah, whatever. I'm not going to change that <laughs> that lady's mind who's front row at the Luke Bryan concert. It's, yeah. it's cool. Well, <laughs> you cool, know? cool you're Whatever, doing your man. thing with this though, man. And yeah. just like, yeah, approaching this stuff with an open mind and just like, and also like, man, you're a fan of this genre. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's so the cool. show, man. I mean, we never try to pretend like we're some fucking journalist or we're, we never try to pretend like our opinion's even worth a fuck. Honestly, it's cool that people do care about our opinion and do want to listen to the show. But 
at the end of the day, I know I'm still just, I'm still just a fan. I show up, I go to the show the same way everybody else does. And I'm still just excited to be there and like, yeah. still going to nerd out just as hard as everybody else. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, man. you know, um, yeah, fuck man. I think we probably wrap this up. Thanks for doing cool. this, dude. Dude. Appreciate yeah. it. Let's do it again. Let's fucking come back and we'll Love to, come man. back to the garage here. And Absolutely. The we'll, Alberta uh, headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have, we'll, we'll record one for Patreon only and we'll get, All right. we'll, we'll drink like three times the amount of beer that we drink. Sure. Today. Yeah. We'll crack into some more of these beers. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see. No, we'll definitely do this again, man. I love oh, talking man. to you. You're fucking, you have such a great, you have such a great perspective on not only the music scene, but you just, I love how you take a fucking question and you can just totally turn the other page and turn to a different page and talk about what it means in your life and shit like that. You have a great perspective on everything. Thanks, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you, dude. Love it. Good and, being uh, on. Thanks for doing the podcast. We are going to close today's episode out with a song that we talked about earlier that you mentioned you wrote with Byron Hill. Is that yes. right? Did I get the name right? That's right. Cool. And my right buddy on. Joel Rafshin. Better now. And, uh, yeah. So if you want to close things out, I guess, tell everybody where to go follow you, the socials, buy a t-shirt on the website, all that good stuff. Sure. And, uh, give us a little intro to better now and that'll be it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, this song is just really about, uh, a lot of the things that we've been talking about tonight and really keeping that life perspective in check. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can check it out anywhere. Anywhere you like to stream music or buy music, it's it's up there on the internet. And uh, you can check out my website, ryanlindsaymusic.com. Uh, we got a merch store on there as well. You can buy directly. Cut out the middleman yeah. and uh, buy it straight from the source. Pay for a tank of fuel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, appreciate it. As, as always, uh, thank you to everybody out there who tuned into the podcast today. And... Uh, I and Mike will be back next time, but uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, hopefully we'll see Mike next time. Yeah, Mike will be here next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get Mike here in the garage. Perfect. Uh, oh, yeah. We got to get him up yeah, to, we'll get to, him to up Berta. The, big Berta. Yeah, that's right. So Get up to the big, the big city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Things got a little bit crazy. Started wearing me down I was running in circles I was nowhere bound Maybe it was that heartache Still haunting me Maybe it was just something Telling me what I need Get in touch with your better self You might find that you're doing well All it takes is a little time Get away from your state of mind So I took a ride on a country road Drove till I felt right at home Ain't that what life's about Feel a little better now It's been a little bit too long Since I called my dad We used to go out fishing About time for that Funny how you learn things when you're down and out That little voice inside you knows when to shout Get in touch with your better self You might find that you're doing well All it takes is a little time to get away 
from your state of mind So I took a ride down a country road Drove till I felt right at home Ain't that what life's about Feel a little better now Turn around To get in touch with your better self You might find that you're doing well All it takes is a little time To get away from your state of mind So I took a ride out a country road Drove till I felt right at home Ain't that what life's about Feel a little better now Feel a little better now Feel a little better now